Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. WGR Sports Radio 550. It's time to take a look inside high school sports. Now, here's your host, Tony Caligiri. Brought to you by Mighty Taco. Mighty Taco would go great right about now. By Minio and Sapio Italian Sausage. Taste the difference quality makes. And by Dent Neurologic Institute. Developing solutions to neurological problems faced in our community. Kind of help if we actually turn the mic on and start talking. What do you think, Nate? Too busy going over so much stuff already before the show. Good morning and welcome to Inside High School Sports. I'm your host, Tony Kelleger, along with, uh, who we have here? Frank Wolf. We have a big, big studio here uh, with Roger Weiss, our resident troublemaker. We have Pat Cullinan from uh, Cheektawaga. He's here with Joe Marguccio. And the Earl, Earl Shunk, head coach of Dewville, is here. We're, that's right, we're talking boys basketball this morning. And Jack Cruiser's here. He's taking, he's our like photographer. And what are you doing? Going live today on Facebook? Facebook. All right. So you'll be able to check it out live on Facebook, which leads me to this. What time Uh, is that today on Facebook? That you're going on Facebook live? Right now. Oh, you're on live now. Well, I thought it might not have been until somewhere. Uh, around 3 o'clock. Roger's such a media expert, <laughs> social media expert. Uh, Inside High School Sports Facebook page is something that I put together when we... Uh, when I started getting on Facebook, so this is a great way to promote the show, uh, keep our discussions going throughout the week, promote things that we're not able to promote on the program. So uh, that's why we have and, and it's been an unbelievable success, and I want to thank everybody out there. But if you go on the page and act like an idiot... Don't be surprised if you get deleted. Uh, you know, show some respect. Uh, you know, we are not experts. We are just guys who really enjoy high school sports. We like to talk about it. Uh, you know, go to as many games as we can. And, you know, this it's a hobby. So don't attack us. If you do, you're gone. It's that simple. Keep I it positive. It, I think in the case of attacking, uh, making a comment about Dave Ritchie afterwards, Dave Ritchie is an expert in his domain, you know, Kenton, Niagara Frontier, uh, football, basketball, and all that. That was, I was really upset about that. That was definitely out of order. Yeah, well, we don't have to deal with that anymore. On to pleasant things, guys. (laughs) News and, no, because you know what it is? I want to keep the thing positive. 
just like this program. Yeah, there's going to be times when uh, you're going to have to talk about things that you'd rather not. But uh, you know, those are, are are too far and you know few in between. Let's keep it positive. This is you know we're promoting high school sports. We're talking about high school sports. There's more, as the promo says, that they run on WGR. There's more to uh, the sports scene and the Sabers and the Bills. We also have high school sports in which uh, people are very passionate about, and I really like that. People are into their schools and into the, the, the games, no matter what sport, and uh, we have great people following high school sports, and let's keep it that way. News and Notes, Frank Wolf. Good morning, everybody. Uh, we're going to start with football. Uh, the New York State Sports Writers Association is starting to release the All-State teams. Uh, they started with class uh, D, C, and B. Brad Benson uh, was named for Maple Grove the Player of the Year out of Class D. Now A and AA will be released on Wednesday, so look for that on Wednesday. They have their website up. Uh, wrestling, Kenmore East and Kenmore West, they combined this year. They earned their first victory on the mat earlier, um, so congrats to them. Shout out to those guys. They beat Louport. Uh, Niagara Frontier officials tourney kicked off last night uh, at N-Trip. That continues through today. I believe Pioneer, Frontier, Niagara Wheatfield were the top four. I can't remember the third. Uh, bowling. League games are starting. Uh, have started again. Um, just a uh, day, January 27th, the NFL Individual Tournament will be hosted uh, by NT out of town on a bowling center. Boys Hoops. It's a boys hoop show, so I'm not going to really get too much into it here, but I will say... Um, Big story. I mean, huge a story. touching story. Um, if you didn't read Mike Pedanik off of WNYAthletics.com out of Lancaster, Alex Tambori uh, lost his mother to cancer two games pr- prior to that OP game, and uh, he had a team-high 17 points in the big win over OP. Um, so that hit everybody. Um, good to see everybody rally around that family. In girls' hoops, um, I was hoping to have an updated schedule from all those cancellations from Thursday. I don't, uh, but check your local paper for those reschedules. Uh, Fed Hockey Boys, a big game today. Canisius Hamburg at Northtown at 1 p.m. And girls, uh, Williamsville is still undefeated. They beat the uh, Monsignor Martin team. Um, they're still 10, they're 10-0-2, I believe, on the season. Um, no major news out of Section 6 or Monsignor Martin. Uh, and then last, uh, but certainly not least, uh, if you haven't heard this story yet about Nate Kahn, the freshman varsity basketball player at City Honors, just unbelievable, this this family. This hits... Hard, hits us hard because Nate's. Uh, we all know this kid. Um, just go to the website. You'll see the the link there and how you can help them out. This kid lost his lower left leg. Had to be amputated after an incident on New Year's Eve thanks to a drunk driver. Um, go to www.booster.com/slash/prayfornatecon and you can buy a T-shirt. They're they're awesome T-shirts. It'll go to a great cause. You can also make a donation. It's on our high school sports page as well. I'm a reminder, the Western New York certified football officials are accepting applications for 2017. Interested individuals can apply by going to the website, clicking on Recruiting New Officials. Go to WNYCFO.com or on Facebook, WNYCFO. Fill out the application. Classes start at the end of this month. Also, football notes, kind of sad to report this. Uh, Two big-time coaches stepping down, John Fowler at Sweet Home, who's been there for such a long time, and Eric Jancy stepping down at Springville. Knew that those two were thinking about, at least that's, those were the rumors going around, so uh, it's come out official. Both have released statements saying that they are 
stepping down and uh, two huge losses for uh, Western New York High School football. Of course, Eric Jancy, you never know. He may uh, pop up somewhere somewhere else. I mean, the man loves the coach. He's a great coach. And, so, uh, and he's a young guy, so I, I, I'm going to assume that he'll be back somewhere. Uh, as for uh, John Fowler, I want to thank him for all that he's done for this show you know, when we were doing Friday Night Lights. So very helpful and uh, just a great guy, and he's going to be missed. Let's not forget, too, when you're talking about John Fowler, we're talking probably, what, 500-plus career wins if you combine lacrosse along with the football. So <clears throat> that's two uh, sports that... Uh, are, can only be slightly downgraded with his absence, in my opinion. Yes, Eric will be back. Uh, what we're talking, what, close to 100 wins in not that many years. He has something like a between 70 and 75% winning uh, percentage. And I just want to add about Nate Kahn. I was able to go through the uh, box scores from the beginning of the year. Only a ninth grader. <clears throat> Thankfully, he did appear in a few games for City Honors. I don't know how much playing time. I think I only had three, three box scores, and he was he made the uh, stat sheet in two of them. He had a two in one game. He had a three. Thank God he was at least able to say he was able to play some high school basketball. What a shame! It is my understanding that this was a talent, and in about the next two or three years, he would have been a. Uh, a very prominent name in the uh, high school basketball scene. Our, you know, heartfelt sympathy goes out to him and his family. Sure, sure does. All right, guys, let's get into talk about boys basketball. It's that time of year, and uh, brought in a couple of experts to really help sort these things out. Plus, uh, you know, our regular guys that go out and and uh, follow it. Earl, I want to start with you uh, first of all. Anybody jumping out and uh, surprising you so far this year? Surprising? I'm not so sure. Um, I should have, would have dressed better if I knew I was going to be on Facebook Live. You know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I thought you are dressed better. You look yeah, better yeah. than you usually do. This is, yeah, this is my cutest here. Uh, probably the team that surprised me the most only because the first time I saw them was Park, just because of the immense amount of talent they have. Uh, they're one, 1 through 12, they're, they're really outstanding. I mean, the other team that surprised me, is uh, Bishop Timon because they're they could really until last night they you would think they'd really give a give a real run to Park as far as uh, like the the best school in the Catholic League uh, as far as the public schools go there's there's a lot of really solid teams uh, Waynesville South going to Timon and winning was a really good one and South's say, off to a great yeah, start they are off to a great Dolan unbelievable they are and wait don't talk too loud Pat uh, I was getting mad in here. <laughs> <laughs> Well, the thing is, it's now they've had the beginning of the year, and you have some teams that played a lot of football, and so they got off to a late start. And then you have other teams that that have been playing all along that were playing through the summer and the fall, and and so those teams would have an advantage. And then you have the Christmas time, you have the Christmas tournaments. Now it's really going to get into the the meat of the schedule. This is where kind of the teams separate themselves. Right, Pat, you had uh, uh, first up hand close personal look at Williamsville South. Well, what was your thoughts on? And um, well, Will South is a very good team. There's no question about it. I mean, Greg Dolan makes that whole team go, uh, but their their uh, other pieces are very good. You know, they've got a couple shooters. They got a big kid who can play who goes to the basket hard. Uh, they're up. They all all those kids play for 32 minutes. You know, they they rotate about eight nine guys. They come in, they go hard, and they follow Greg's lead. You know, uh, Greg obviously been playing for a long time already in Buffalo, and everybody knows him and what his skill set is. 
the other night when we played him, you know, he had 32, and I got to be honest, after the game, I was like, he had 32? Like I, it was such a quiet 32, but that's just what he does. I mean, he just makes plays when he has to, goes to the line, makes his free throws, he works the glass, he dishes it out. Uh, he does everything. Uh, he's a special player. What is it question. about him that's hard to defend? I think it's his ability to do so many things. You know, he can he can shoot, obviously. He can put it on the floor. He can go right. He can go left. Uh, he can step back. He can pull up jump shot, you know, and he, and he can dish. I mean, he sees the floor better than anybody, you know, and he finds the open guy, and you have to you have to respect pretty much everything he does. Raj? And he uh, doesn't take any plays off, too. It wasn't like uh, they were protecting him on defense. He went head-to-head against Dominic Welch. And uh, the other thing about uh, Greg Dolan, he comes up with something new every time you see him. You know, all of a sudden he does something, you look around at the people around you. Did he just do that? Where did that come from? Always something new every game. Um, our friend uh, Paul Stasiak, he told me two years ago before he started his freshman year, he says, when that young man is done at uh, Will South, he is not only going to break Phil, Paul's son's scoring record at Will South, he expected him to break Mark Coppola's assist record at Scout. Wow. And I guess this guy is on track to do that. And if you're familiar with uh, Mark Coppola and Phil Stasiak from the days of yore at Will South, Boy, I'm talking about them two days of yore. Are you kidding me? Uh, it's, it, it's just so impressive. It's just wow. Who else have you uh, uh, kind of gotten your attention so far this year? You know, a lot of the regulars. You know, uh, Amherst is, is right back where they've been, even though they lost a lot. You know, uh, Chris and Garrett Kenzie and Ruben, Brown, Ruben Owens do a Ruben great job. Ruben, <laughs> Ruben Owens did a great job over there, and, and they just kind of reloaded. You know, they got the Cooper kid that came back to Amherst, and, and they're very good again. So, obviously, in, in A2 in our, in our section, you know, that's a team to look at. Uh, South Park from the city, uh, they got a lot of talent. You know, Coach Udecki. Um, they had a decent start, had a couple losses that surprised some people, but I think when, when a push comes to stuff at the end, they'll be right up there. Uh, Maryville's back. You know, again, they've got some good talent. The Blackwell kid's very good, and they got a lot of role players that just play hard. Um, you know, I think what it is, a lot of those teams, is it's the kids just play hard, and they give you 32 minutes. And, you know, that's the hardest thing to, to get ready for is, you know, when you're, when you're getting your kids ready to play. If your kids aren't ready to play for 32 minutes, then they're going to be in trouble because if you've got those other kids, like, for example, last night we played East Aurora. And East Aurora's had, you know, those four kids, the, the two Montgomery's, the Dens kid, and the McTee kid have been in varsity for four years now. You know, but they bring it every night, and, you know, they play hard. And it's tough to prepare for a team like that because you know that there's going to be no plays off. And unless you're re- ready to play from the tip, you're going to get yourself in trouble. And uh, so, I mean, if you want to go down Class B a little bit, East Aurora's obviously very good. You mm-hmm. know, they're a good team to play. Uh, Lackawanna, you know, who East Aurora beat by a couple the other night, they're, they're very good in Class B. Depew. Uh, Depew. We, you know, we, we saw Depew earlier. They play hard. They had a nice win at Star Point last night. Um, that's another team. You know, not, Triple they, overtime. Right. Yeah. Triple, yeah. They, they don't have the most talent over there at Depew, but I'll tell you what, uh, Coach Jones gets them to play hard. Always you know, has. Always has. You know, and that's, that's tough. So any night, you never know. You go in there and think you're going to get an easy win. It's not going to happen unless you bring it. You know, so that's another thing. Um, going back to Class A, I, I know I think uh, Williamsville South obviously is very good. You know, Grand Island's a surprise, I think, to a lot of people yeah. this year for for the first yeah. time. In upset a while. the falls, right? If you could call that an upset, right? You know, and then you know, then they beat lost to Lockport, but that's you know that's the NFL. That's you're gonna that's gonna happen. Um, North Tonawanda, yeah, they're you know, another we, one that beat the falls. Yeah, we scrimmaged them early in the year, and, and they've got a lot of weapons. They rotate a lot of guys in and out, and they they played Amherst tough. Uh, McKinley, obviously, they're you know you can't sleep on them, even though they're kind of quiet this year and they're not doing what they normally do. But we're not used to that. <laughs> no, but I think towards the end of the year you're going to see them. Yeah. You know, right where they usually are. 
Um, and then Olean, you know, joined A2 this year, so they're up from B. So lucky us, get to get to compete with them uh, later in the year. But we'll see where it's at. So, I mean, A's kind of loaded, you know, from from top to bottom, both A1 and A2. So it'll be fun to see how it all plays out. It's going to be fun to see who's going to get to Buff State. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. You know, What's so be... tough about Olean? What? <laughs> 544 wins? What's so good about that? Yeah, Coach kind of gets things done over there. 544 wins in 30 years. That's an average of 18-plus wins a year. You only played 27 games if you go all the way to the finals. That's, that's amazing. A, I'm reading, yeah, that's great I'm reading yeah. that, and no, they, that's got to be a misprint. It's got to be more than 30 years if he's got 544 wins. That's one thing I neglected to mention, something positive on news and notes. Congratulations to Coach Anastasia, although that's getting kind of old saying. It we're is doing, getting we're old. doing that all the time, but uh, what a program. Yeah, absolutely. You know, Pat, when you you talking about uh, you, you have to bring it, bring your A game every night. Is are there nights you could tell before the game that uh, your team is going to be on or off? Can you tell by their mood, their attitude? You want me to give insight on my team? <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, you know, there, there's definitely times when you know practices leading up to a game, you can tell kind of where where the team sits. You know, and sometimes they surprise you. Um, sometimes it's good to be loose. Sometimes it's not good to be loose. You know, so we'll come into a game and we'll be feeling pretty good, and then all of a sudden, you know, you get slapped in the face early, and then it's like, how do you respond to it? So it kind of all depends, I think, on once the tip goes and what mood the guys are in. You know, but when you're practicing and, and you're sensing that uh, maybe they're not putting their best effort, is, is that the time as a coach to put the pedal down and and really push them, or do you sometimes need to back off? I think a lot of that depends on the, on the kids. You know, there's certain kids you can do things to and say things to, and while other kids you can't because they won't respond the same way. And you know, Coach Sean can probably speak to this too. Is a lot of these kids are you know they're, they're still young high school kids, you know, and, and they're temperamental, you know. And so if you push the wrong button, you could lose them for a while, you know. So it's hard. Earl, are kids changing? Is it different <laughs> than it was? Yeah, I knew I was going to get a yeah. reaction. Yeah, they, they, are, they definitely are, and a, a lot of it is that. It's just society itself. Parents don't spend as much time with their kids, so they're getting their information from so many other different types of people. Like well, not too much of social you know, media. Friend, well, and, and their friends and their AAU coach or their AAU coach's friend or somebody. And, and the thing is, the conversation is never Coach Shunk or Coach Cullinan is the best coach in the world. It's usually, you know, that guy is the person who's keeping you from a spot in the NBA. Oh, of course. You know, and... and 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 it's 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 great that they're supporting their their own player. And I always said that you're you're supposed to support your own kid. But as a coach, it's in the context of twelve or thirteen people. And the person that the person that usually the coach needs to rely on, especially now in Pat's situation, is is his star. That's the person who's going to bring it or not. And a lot of times, it's leadership by example. You know, because you're going to you're going to get all your friends that are there. Why aren't you getting 40 stuff like that? And the teams I had that were really good, the superstar or the best player was one of the more unselfish people you have. And they're the ones who bring everybody else along. You know, they weren't they weren't concerned about they know they're going to get their points. It's like getting like your secondary players to get them off early. You know, and and a lot of times that's what really makes the difference in games like that, especially when you're playing a tough team. 
they know that they're going to try and stop Dom on his team. The other guys at least got to get a, at least a little bit of a feel and get going. So then at the end of the game, Dom hasn't expended all his energy, and they have to look out for these other guys. Because otherwise, you get to the end of the game, they're going to put four guys on him, and, and they'll make someone else beat him. You know? And so a lot, of it, a lot of it is that. As a coach, you have to develop a chemistry with your, your best players, your team leaders, so that they can bring it out. Because our 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 job is pretty limited once the the ball's thrown up. You can make some substitutions of that, but a lot of it's on the kids to bring that energy you were talking about. Right. You know, the the practice is where the games I think are really won, yeah. you know, or lost because it depends on how how well they prepare and how much they think they really need to focus on different aspects of the team they're facing. You know, with with us in high school, I I think the big thing is a lot of the guys coming from wherever they came from, grammar schools or whatnot, Knowing what their roles are, you know, and knowing what their job is, you know, whether you have a guy like sure, I'm blessed to have a guy like Dom who can put up 30 a night, but we're not going to win if it's just Dom. You know, we we need other guys to step up and do things, you know, and that's where guys need to know their role and need to do what they can in their capabilities and not try to do too much or just kind of sit back and watch and wait. Okay, whenever it's my turn, I'll do what I can. So it's about developing that team chemistry, and that's that's hard. That's hard. Sure, because you're going to have players that uh, you got to deal with jealousy. Oh, this guy, he gets all the attention. Why isn't anybody looking at me? You know, and it's it's sad that there's a lot of selfishness that goes on, and it seems like it's getting rare and rare to find that that the, those kids that want to share the ball and want to share the spotlight. At you least know, that's what it seems like. Right. Yeah. You know, and I've got you know I, I can honestly say Dom is probably one of the most unselfish scorers that I've seen him a long time you know yeah he puts up 30 a night but he does not just go down and shoot shoot now he gets in those moments sure when he's like i gotta try to take over and, and that's what yeah. we expect of him but he's very unselfish so looking now looking back over the last four years that i've had him there's been times when he i might probably could say you know what you could shoot another five or ten shots and that's fine by me but he's he is unselfish you know and i need him at times to be more selfish and other times to be less selfish so it's, there's a give and take, and it's tough. Sure, and it's a fine balance in the act that you have to, as a coach, you have to be able to say, okay, this is the night we need to push him, or this is the night the others need to get involved exactly. as well. Tony, you hit it. All right, let's take a break, guys. When we come back, we're going to talk about more Western New York high school basketball. Right after the break, you're listening to Inside High School Sports on WGR Sports Radio 550. We're back. You're listening to Inside High School Sports. Tony Kellagiri along with Frank Frank Wolf, Jack Crutzer. We have uh, Roger. Do I have to mention your name every time? Yeah. Why would you not want to? Are you true? All right. <laughs> Pat calling in from uh, Cheektowaga, Earl Shunk from Duville, and Joe Marguccio. Uh, all right. Let's get back to basketball talk. Um, Start off with some of the, because uh, I know, uh, Pat, you don't have much time with us today. You have to leave after the next break. So uh, jump into more. Let's go into the, uh, what do we mean assigned? The double A's. Let's get into the double A's. Well, I mean, double A's, you have the the usual suspects. You know, it's a small division. But uh, Jamestown with the Rojas kid, they're, they're going to be tough. They're oh, I'm shocked Jamestown's up there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, come on. You're not serious, are you? <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, I suppose you're going to say Niagara Falls. My dark horse. Jamestown's my dark horse. <laughs> And you go Lancaster, Will North. You know, I think Will North is, is, is quite good. You know, I think they've got some potential to do some things this year. Uh, Niagara Falls, obviously, Sal, you know, works his tail off out there, and, and they've got talent. And they have a big game today at Aquinas. Uh, I think at noon they uh, tip off. Yeah, I mean, he plays that schedule, and he's going to go yeah. out there and compete and see what happens. And then, you know, Lockport's lock. You know, they're going to be tough. They just beat uh, Grand Island. Grand Island last night. And then um, Kenmore West, Orchard Park, uh, both those teams are solid teams. Um, so, 
you know, I think it's tough to say one team in Double A really stands out that's going to be oh that's the winner. So it could be kind of a you know let's see where they all fall into place at the end of the year, see who's where, going where, and see what the final four looks like at Buff State. As long as Niagara Falls gets to Buff State and bring their band, I'm happy. <laughs> that's all Rogers focused on. What about you, Earl? What your your thoughts on Double uh, A? Actually, Pat kind of took the words out of my mouth. I was thinking. Niagara Falls, Jamestown, but that's happened like what three, four years in a row. Yeah, we haven't um, quite seen. I that like Kem- I like Kemore West. They play they play fast. They've got some athleticism. They've got uh, Tyler Aquilina is a very good player. You know they're they they'll do well if they have the right matchup. I think they might have they might have trouble with some with a couple of teams like uh, they they don't seem to match up really well with the big guys, so they have trouble with Jamestown. But if they can get the right matchup, they're they're capable of beating the falls. So they want to the stay final. away from teams with size. Yeah, I, I mean it, it seems like that's what gave them trouble. Who do they play in the uh, the matchup with um, in the public private matchup? I, I can't remember that game. Oh, Ken West played St. Francis. St. Francis, St. Francis, yeah. Francis yeah. yeah, and they had trouble. They had trouble with St. Francis a little bit inside there as well. So I I, I I'm thinking that those are the same teams that are going to the surprise. Surprise me. You you never know the team like somebody like Frontier would who would just step up. They're a young team. They're coming mm-hmm. up. And Gary Dombrowski. Gary Dombrowski gets Gary Dombrowski gets his teams uh, prepared as as well as anybody. Is he closing in on four hundred? Well, he's he's, he's, well older, over he's older than me, so I'm <laughs> there aren't many people alive that can say that that are still coaching high school. I'm well, sure he is. He's younger than I am, Tony. If that's any consolation, he's been, he's been good for a long time. And you know, you, even even when his teams haven't had the greatest talent, you're going to go in there. You've got to earn a win for sure. I'm going to pick Lockport. I was just going to say Lockport. If Lockport can beat Grand Island, who had just beaten Niagara Falls, they have to be a player. Pressure's on. <laughs> when I pick somebody, <laughs> <laughs> the Greek is spoken. There you go. <laughs> so Joey's got Lockport. All right, let's go down to uh, what do we have? Done the C's and D's uh, to do yet? Yeah, I think Class C Buffalo East is uh, the back to where they were a few years back. I mean, they're loaded. I think they're a, that's an interesting group. Having having saying East and C in the same sentence is, yeah. is really. They are very good. I saw them at uh, Christmas time, which is probably the worst time to see a city team because you have they had like seven guys and and you know Starling wasn't there either, so they had they played uh, Clyde Savannah and it turned out to be a good game because Willard Anderson is a man. <laughs> and, you and went, were you there at the end of the game? Yeah. with that shot he made when they were trying to follow him intentionally so they couldn't shoot the ball and. Talk about throwing up a prayer. That was more than a prayer. Yeah. Nothing but net. And then what happens? Uh, they iced him, or, or did he? They call a timeout. Yeah. And he missed the free throw. That would have tied the game after making the most unbelievable shot you would have ever seen. I mean, I don't think he was looking at the basket. He just, you know how you try to save a ball when it's going out of bounds? Right. He did that, needing a uh, four point play right. to uh, tie the game. Nothing but net. And then misses the <laughs> <Yeah>. foul shot. <laughs> Well, and the thing is, playing against other other C schools, they're, they're, he's just going to be dominant. I mean, he can play one through five. And is yeah. Clyde Savannah a C school? They're a small school. I'm not I, sure I which they are. Yeah. That could have been a preview of the uh, Far West Regional. You, you never know. Yeah, that's true. But it was a really good game, and I think East East is where it begins and ends. Yeah, pretty East much. has you know they got obviously Willard is very good, uh, and then they've got two a couple bigs that are just long athletic kids right. that just work their tails off underneath, and they play up and down. I mean, and they give a style that 
you know, a lot of these teams aren't used to playing, and so when it gets to playoff time, you know, they you come to East, it's you know, get ready or else you're going to get beat in a hurry, and, and that's what the yeah. East has done for a while. Well, like Earl says, you know, when you get the city teams, they beat the the, the you know what out of each other throughout the year. Mm-hmm. You know, they'll go into the postseason with the losing record and then just tear people apart. Yeah, I mean that playing a city league, you know, it gets you ready for sure for sectionals. You know, you play even though some of those teams are small, like you know, Middle Early College. That you know, they're they're smaller schools, just like East. But you know, then you play the McKinleys and you play those bigger schools that get you prepared for the playoffs. And when sectionals roll around, those teams are ready. You know, so if they're healthy and they got their full complement of guys, they'll be tough to beat. You know, if you look at C two with East, you know, they're at the top. Obviously, you know, Randolph's very good this year. Yeah. Um, so and they never know the way they they're, the way they're playing, and then. You know, Silver Creek, every year it seems Silver Creek is around. You know, yeah. even, you know they, they always seem to make a run and, and make some noise in, in C. So, I mean, that's that's a possible matchup, I think, in C, too. Um, and Silver Creek just lost to uh, Gowanda big time last night, 74-57. to 57. Yeah. Well, speaking from my personal experience, you know, I'm hoping last night's results don't really matter too much when it comes down <laughs> to late in the season. But um, a lot of those teams that you've seen around, like Silver Creek, you know, every year they seem to, to make an appearance in, in the sectionals and, and make a deep run. So... Um, that's a team that I would look at maybe that could give East a scare in C2. If you flip it over and you look at C1 and, and what's there, you know, Chautauqua Lakes had a very good win, obviously beating Olean's yeah. a huge win for Beat them. Maple Grove last night. Yeah, I mean, that, that's a very good team. And then you look down the line, Allegheny Limestone, that may, you know, they're usually around, uh, so you never know. You know, Cleve Hill seems to make some noise late in the year. They seem to be a little down this year. Um, Tapestry's uh, a, a charter school, I think, out of the city that could surprise yeah. some people. I saw them a couple times this year. They got some good athletes. Again, you know, if they're healthy, if they're got the full complement of guys, I think they can might be able to scare some people and see. When you see, you know, you look at the at the scores in the Buffalo News, uh, like in today's paper, and you'll see a Southwestern uh, threw up seventy uh, something, and you know somebody else throws up, uh, you know, seventy four. Regardless of who they're playing, is that an indication? It's like, yeah, this team is more than capable. Or do you have to look at who they're playing? I, I think that yeah. comes into play who they, you know, who they're facing because the matchups are huge in the style of play. If you're playing a team that's not very athletic and you can run up and down on, and you're really not a running team, then you know, are you going to put up 74 against a team that's comparable to you? So, yeah. matchups I think play a huge part of it. Yeah, if you're shooting 36 layups, you're going to make a lot of points. <laughs> right. And that's the thing. Sometimes there's a lot, and those games there's a lot of turnovers. I mean, if you're, you have to look at over, over a, a number of games. If you're scoring 70, 80 a game, then you're probably you're probably a pretty solid offensive team. All right, what uh, maybe some D's? Let's take a look at some of those schools. D's. D's. Well, it's basically Franklinville and Ellicottville yeah. down there. Yeah. And it almost seems like that's the girls down there, Franklinville and Ellicottville. Uh, Franklinville would be undefeated, but they've lost three games by a total of seven points. Um, they're led by Sam Erickson, a three-year junior, six-foot-four guy. Um, also on Franklinville, is this a Haskell, Josh Haskell? Yes, that's uh, the coach's son. Seventh, eighth grade, maybe seventh grade. He's, he's, seventh. Not, he's not in ninth grade yet. Good, I'm not no, sure. He's where. a seventh grade six footer. Good shooter. Yep, and that surprisingly, for, that, <laughs> I can't believe that. That's weird. <laughs> then for Ellicottville, you got Elliot Bowen. Um, he's got uh, third year senior, six foot five. Uh, 20 points a game, and he's averaging 15 rebounds a game. Earl's it's taking a, notes right now. Third-year third, third senior, does that mean he graduated in three years, or is his third year being a senior? Third-year no, third varsity player. Sorry about that. That's okay. I'm, I mean, I worked in the city, so third-year senior has different connotations there. Uh, Franklinville, don't they also have uh, another cop coming along? 
I believe they do, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. Sam, Sam Cap's younger brother, I assume. Isaac, uh, I think, maybe. I, I, uh, I, don't, I, I do know he is. he's on the team, and, and there's good Another third-generation descendant of the Hughes family. <laughs> and, and they just picked up They just picked up a, a transfer from somewhere who's uh, going to really help them as well. He just played his, his first game in the game against Ellenville. Fillmore, uh, Fillmore, that's right, yeah. exactly, Fillmore. Yeah, Franklinville could be the southern tier uh, capital of basketball this year, boys and girls. Wow. Any teams out there, regardless of classification, you know, maybe starting off slow, but... You can see them uh, improving, and uh, may be the time the, the type maybe not be the team that is going to go to Buff State, but the type of team you don't want to play when the playoffs start. You know, I'll go to Class B to start off because there's a there's a few teams. You know, Class B's I think is at the most teams of any classification. But if you look at it, you know, you got Newfane you know, from Niagara Orleans, you've got Dunkirk, you've got Depew, you've got Burgard, um, and then you've got. Alden, you know, who hired Mike Trubinsky, you know, Dan Kaplan, um, as, a, as a rookie AD, probably made one of the best moves around by getting Mike Trubinsky in over there. And uh, Alden is a team I would not want to face. You know, I, I don't think they can make a ton of noise late, but I think they might be able to scare somebody in uh, come sectional time. Um, so I think that B, you know, obviously, I said it earlier, East Aurora, I think, is, is the team to beat in B1. Um, but I think those other teams are definitely definitely capable of making some noise. So some team is sleeping, thinking, you know, oh, we're just going to roll past this and go on to the next round. If you're not bringing it, you could wind up going home. Absolutely, absolutely. And then you flip it over to B2 and you look at, you know, middle of the college, Lackawanna is very good. Uh, Medina's uh, got some athletes. Yeah. Uh, Olmstead, you know, they, they, they've been there around the last few years. You know, I know they lost a bit, but they still got some guys over there. And um, Health Sciences. You know, Health Sciences is a very good basketball yeah. team that's athletic, and they get up and down the floor, and, and you know, they're going to – I could see Health Science, middle early college, maybe getting yeah. to that the w- final and then, you know, going against East Aurora in the, in the crossover, something like that. Uh, but there's a lot of talent in, in B. You know, it depends. Like we said earlier, a lot of it comes down to who's who's still on the roster, you know, who's clicking at the right time, and who's who's ready to peak, and who's already on their downswing, you know. So we'll see what happens come playoff time. Raj? Where would you put in that mix Dunkirk? I was at that Dunkirk. They were in the Lancaster tournament earlier this year. One of the best games I've seen in a long time was Dunkirk versus Lancaster. Bearing in mind, I don't know how many, if any, people Dunkirk had that was just coming off the uh, football season and played late. But if that Lancaster game was any indication, i got to believe they're a player in Class B. Yeah, I mean, I think Dunkirk's obviously with the football success they've had. There's some athletes down there that can play, and you know, so as they get more comfortable and more in shape basketball wise, I, I think they'll make some noise. They, you know, they'll be tested during the regular season, but a lot of it I think comes down to where they finish in their class and who they're going to face off with and, and what kind of matchups they have. But they're definitely going to they one of those teams that can scare somebody. At very least, a team you would not want to have to face in the quarterfinals, Absolutely. even though you sure. were the favorite. All right, let's take a break, guys. When we come back, we're going to take a look at Monsignor Martin. Uh, Pat, thank you very much for joining My us pleasure. this Thanks morning. Thanks for having me, guys. Anytime. It was great having you in uh, in this morning. All right, one last segment of Inside High School Sports coming up. That was, that was funny. I like it. It's a freak on a leash. <laughs> Corn. Yeah, baby. <laughs> Freak on a leash. Let's not go there, Roger. <laughs> One last segment of Inside High School Sports. I have weird taste in music. I'll admit it. But we noticed. I like it. Uh, 
One last segment, as I said. You guys are cracking me up. Stop it. Uh, my senior Martin, uh, big game, yes, uh, obviously yesterday with Canisius and St. Joe's. Didn't go quite the way uh, Coach Mark Simon would have liked it to go, but you guys, I mean, Canisius is good. Yeah, they are. I've seen them uh, twice so far this year, and they're they're a very solid team. Uh, it's it's actually both both divisions of the uh, Montana Martin this year are going to be more interesting than they've been in a while. Usually, you could kind of book the final two teams, you know, like either Canisius Park or you know St. Joe's Town, whatever it was in the, in the past maybe ten years. This year. Almost all the teams in the top half and almost all the teams in the bottom half have a chance to to go somewhere and win. It's I mean Park would be probably the favorite right now after having seen everybody, but on any given night, Canisius could beat them, I, I, and could beat them, St. Francis could beat them, and St. Joe's most likely. I haven't seen St. Joe's yet, you know. And coming off last night, I'm sure Mark is they're probably practicing right now. Yeah, for but, the next yeah, twelve straight yeah, hours, yeah, but. <laughs> But I, I, all of those teams are pretty even, and at the bottom, it's pretty much the same way. I mean, you got you got uh, St. Mary's, you got O'Hara, you got Walsh, and, and uh, all of those teams are solid as well. And any of those teams could win. Who are some of the studs that uh, you can see in Monsignor Martin? Well, it's funny. Many of them are underclassmen. Uh, most most of them are underclassmen. And the kid, the, the kid that impressed me the most of all the the players in in all the leagues right now is the sophomore from Park or point guard. Um, no, the uh, the uh, Noah Noah Hutchins. Scott is a very good player as well, but Hutchins is the one that makes. He's got that little it factor. He's the one that makes that team run. And I mean, he's he was an outstanding player last year as a freshman. Dan Scott is another really. I mean, he just apparently scored his thousandth point already. You know, so he's played. He's played like this would be his third year of varsity. So he's obviously done really well. Um, there's some players on timing that are really good. There's a kid named Joe Harrison who's a, a lefty. He plays. He's more of a football player. I was just oh, going to yeah, say he man. looks like a middle guard. He, he does, but not a basketball shoots, middle guard. <laughs> a football shoots middle three, guard. shoots threes, hits hits like big shots. Timing is really impressive there. There, there's uh, some solid players at St. Mary's. Uh, I, it's there's there's a bunch. Every team's got one or two guys that are really good. There's a freshman or a sophomore point guard at. At St. Francis, that's really solid as well. Uh, I, his name escapes me. Uh, Sarika, who's a junior. Yeah, Cunningham, I believe his name is the other kid. The soft, the sophomore. But they're again, you you watch any of these games, any Catholic league game that's a big versus big or a small versus small is going to be really good this year. Anthony, we should mention we're talking about how good Park is. Four juniors, five sophomores, two freshmen, no seniors. Really? Yeah, they're they're young as well. Yeah, which is, I mean. And they play. They play very hard. You know, they they play. And and well, they they kind of have to because I think if you're if the the great thing about having talent, it's what they've always done at McKinley is if you're not playing well, they'll put somebody else in, and Lord knows you may not get back on the court for a while because the other guy's doing doing just as well. So Talk that, about incentive. Well, that, that, and exactly that is incentive. You know, and it's a fortunate as a coach, it's fortunate to have teams like that. The last five off the bench at Park could probably play against anybody in Western New York. Well, they'd certainly give them a run. They would. I mean, they would. I'm not know. saying they'd win the section or Monsignor Martin. You're saying they're good. They're good. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. They're they're very solid. I mean, the Hutchins kid is the one that really makes the team run, and they're going to come up to a game, and this is where this is going to be tested. It's, and it's hard to say where it's going to be. Could be like at time. It could be at Canisius. Where they, the shots aren't going to fall, they're not going to have the lead right away, and that's what's really going to test them, and that's where their medal is going to get tested. Don't if, they play Will South this week? I believe. 
Yep. Yes. They do. They like do. I knew what I was talking about. Yeah. Let's not go that far, Jack. You're an expert. <laughs> You're hired. <laughs> that would be that would be quite a game as well. Yeah. So, coach, if if you had a team with uh, four players averaging ten points a game, that's pretty solid. Usually is. Usually yeah. is. It means it means that they're they're sharing the ball a lot. Yeah, that's that's definitely a good thing. Yeah, that's what's going on at Mid Erie College, and out of those four, three are juniors. So. Yeah, we'll be bringing back some guys. Oh, middle middle college is always going to be good. They have a they have a they have an interesting talent pool to draw from in the city. You know, they don't have the traditional borders and stuff like that, so they actually have a really good setup there. Now that they're at the bigger school, they're at, housed at Bennett. They've got the Bennett kids as well for this year, and they're a B. The only problem is that they're up in, in the B this year, so it's not going to be as easy to get through. But they're more than capable of doing it. They just may have more challenges along the way. If you had to throw out. Uh, start throwing out names, possible all Western New York players. Wow! Just I, randomly throw well, them out. I mean, not obviously the the two kids that that were mentioned earlier, the Dolan kid from right. Legal South and Dominic Welsh, and then that wow. goes without saying. Yeah, yeah, there are there are so many other ones. Uh, Is there one extra kid back at Olean or no? Because he's listed as a junior. But did he go to another school or something? That, I haven't seen his name. I, yeah, I the have younger not, Ekstrom. I have not. I have actually not seen the seen Olean play yet. Uh, and is Tavian Kemp still at Walsh? Ta- Tavian Kemp. Though there's a there's an all Western New York name. Yeah, I mean he was fourteen last year. Uh, James Rojas was thirteen last year. He's right. back. The two we mentioned, you know, Dolan and Welch. And then the fifth one would be Ekstrom if he's back. These were the five underclassmen from a year ago that made the top 20 all Western New York. No, and then you're throwing a couple of the kids from Park that are going gonna to be well. They're going to do well. A lot of it's going to be on, on how, your, how your team does. Um, the, 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 real, the real obvious names we just mentioned. But, right. you know, the, the thing is this year, too, it seemed like there were there are there are a lot of seniors on the team last year. So as the as the year plays out, I think the more you see teams that like Buff State and see them in the big games and stuff like that, their best players are going to be the ones that are going to be on the, the all Western New York teams. All right, guys, that's about uh, going to do it for us. Earl, always great to see you, and we have a blast whenever you're around. Yeah, I'm going to have to pretty myself up for next time. But that's okay. <laughs> Raj, quickly, I just got a text from Center Court. Uh, Extra left only in to play practice. What's known? He's coached one game. He's a running. Wow, what was that? <laughs> Sorry about that. I think we're getting possessed in here. All right, let's 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 wrap it up. Raj, uh, Jack, Frank, Joe, Earl, thank you guys very much. Nate, thank you. And we will talk to you next week for more Inside High School Sports. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.